Welcome back to the Align Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Typically, this is a place we bring together the world's leading experts in all things health and wellness to help you optimize your mind, body, and movement. And today, I'm going to do a little solo episode on some things that I think can be helpful while we are experiencing this very fascinating time in human history. Some people refer to it as the Corona Apocalypse. Pretty impressive stuff that this little bug was able to, or virus or whatever, was able to create such humongous impact. Very interesting metaphors in that, of how we do all this stuff to defend ourselves against the largest tanks and the largest weapons and the biggest muscles and the biggest, sharpest teeth and all that. But then the thing in the end that is in the the tiniest, most microscopic package in this case ends up actually being the thing that can bring the whole world to its knees in a sense. Very fascinating. Uh, I think we see that in all sorts of situations and it is just another reminder for uh, how and why it is wise to focus on some of the unseen parts of ourselves and of our lives. Uh, Focusing on the things that I've been harping on a lot recently just because it's been of great value for me and interest. Things like looking inward and introspection and meditation. Uh, Those are those things that you don't see, but they are often the fabric that holds together all the more gross parts that we that we witness on the outside so the question for you would be what are some of these invisible forces that you could be shining your magnifying glass on to an interesting analogy that i gathered in the book uh king how do they call it king warrior magician lover that's how it goes really great book highly recommend that um in in there it's referring to how our conscious mind or the way that we occupy our lives, the, the, the manifestation of our reality is being governed by an, an invisible force that is our, our subconscious. And the analogy they use in that is, is thinking of like metal filings on top of a piece of paper. And we see the metal filings and then having a magnet or magnets below the paper guiding the direction of the filings as long as we're focusing on the visible part the filings themselves and forgetting about the the invisible aspect from below that's actually guiding the whole system uh, we will likely be working on an uphill battle for a long time so that is the the challenge for you in your life in general what are some of the more subtler forces in your life that you can extract and examine and bring forth more intention to start to guide those grosser aspects uh, of your life in a direction that is uh, quite powerful. If we start focusing on what lies beneath, I think that we can have vast impact on what lies above. So interesting idea. So What's good about this situation, I think, is an interesting thing. It is what it is. There's no way around that. Uh, So in any moment, you have the choice to choose the channel that you perceive a thing through. You know, there's like the Dakota saying, hey," meaning today is a good day to die. If you can go through life with that perspective and, and you truly don't have any fear of death, I'm not saying that that is me. I think I still have all sorts of fears wrapped up inside of this this package uh, that I'm I'm working on on squeezing out day by day. Hopefully, 
but if you can lead life from that place, um, life really is a, a dance and a dream and a game and something that you can, no matter what the situation is, like Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning is a very obvious example of this where he was a fella that was placed into all sorts of concentration camps and he was the creator of, of a logotherapy and he had his logotherapy manuscript that he had written and then the, the Nazis took that away from him and he was lost his family and was beaten and was starving and was moved from place to place and then reloaded his rewrote his whole logotherapy thing on on uh, toilet paper I believe uh, and throughout that his whole thesis around that was that you can change your perception, you can change your vision of a thing, but you have no control over the thing itself. So as we're in this scenario, I think it is another interesting challenge that we can examine of how can we start to uh, change our perception of the situation and acknowledge that you don't have control of your environment. Really don't. You can you can shuffle some things around, but then there's that underlying magnetic force in the form of, in this case, a little microscopic bug that can change everything in an instant. Right when you think that you have it all together, you're in the illusion that you have it all together, such as the present economy, such as the present 2020. This is my year. You know, there's like people were hyping on 2020. You know, so right we're in that place, you think you have control. Boom economy just gets brought to its knees in a really fascinating way. Um, and people are, you know, have this contagious panic that's spreading throughout the system. And uh, it's very, very fascinating to watch. And so I think the the lesson in all of this is, can we start to use this as almost like a tool, like, like we're in a gym, we're exercising right now, and I can choose the channel that I perceive the world through, no matter what is happening outside of me. That's not to say that we ought not take action on a situation, um, and uh, we should just live in some imaginary land inside of our minds. Um, Tony Robbins has an interesting analogy with that, with uh, if you have weeds in your garden, you don't just visualize there's no weeds, there's no weeds, you go out and pick the fucking weeds. But while you're picking those weeds, you can have the conscious choice of the channel in which your mind is occupying as you're picking them. You can pick those weeds and say, oh, these damn weeds, and oh man, this I shouldn't be doing this, and this is so hard, and oh my God, why, why me, why me, why me? And you get deeper and darker and more contracted and more stuck in your own thought patterns, and then that becomes contagious to the people around you. Or you can be grateful to be experiencing this fascinating time in human history and go out side or inside and quarantine yourself in this case and pick those damn weeds you know so very powerful stuff i think the other thing that we can be doing right now is boosting our immune system which is what we ought to be doing all the time you know so your immune system isn't something that is this isolated system in your body separate from the strength or the vitality or cognitive function or libido or anything like that a healthy body is a whole body a whole body like period that's that's the end of it we don't isolate parts so the things that make you be a healthy, vibrant human being are the things that will boost your immune system naturally. So the things that we need to be doing right now is not staring into computer screens, hearing more contagious fear peddling stuff because that's what 
headlines will be clicked on the most. We have to realize, I have to realize that the ads are still what is running the internet machine and people will be leading with sensationalism you know, because they want your likes, they want your eyeballs. So I think it is wise to avoid looking at sensational media presently because it is not to the benefit of you. You know, so something that I've done that is, I don't know, maybe might not be wise for everybody. I think it depends on who your friends are, but I have a few designated people that I call because they are hip to the daily happenings of what's going on. And I'll just call them and take a walk outside, put my, my little earbuds in and instead of getting fire hosed by all of the sensational media stuff, I will just have a community movement which boosts immunity by you connecting with people. Uh, that's one of the, the best ways that you can actually boost your immune system is to, to feel a part of a tribe, feel connected. So we thrive in community. So in this time, it's, I mean, it's interesting, it's ironic. One of the worst things you can do for our immune system is uh, isolation and taking us out from being able to connect with each other. Um, so during this time more than ever, I think it is immensely valuable that we are reaching out to people that we love, reaching out to people that we maybe even haven't seen for a long time. Uh, another opportunity, because that's the lens that we can practice seeing all this through, uh, an opportunity of this is you have a free pass to reach out to really anybody from your past and just send them a little message and say, hey, how are you doing through all this craziness? What's, is there anything that I can do to support you? Is there anything that I can do to help? How can I be there for you right now? That's a pretty cool thing. Like that's a, that's a huge present gift from situations like this is it gives you a free pass to reach out to all sorts of people that uh, you might have not seen for, for years um, or you might want to be maybe doing some business networking, whatever thing. And you can reach out to those folks and just say, hey, like, how can I help? How can I be there for you? And then when the dust settles from all of this stuff, you have a, a list of Maybe you reached out to 100 people during this time frame. Um, those 100 people will remember that like, oh, yeah, right. You know, you reached out and said, how can I help during that time? Um, so that's going to pay big dividends long term. In the end, we are, we are a hive. We are community-based creatures. And so everything that you can do to give back to your community in these moments, now's the time. Now's not the time to be overly selfish. Now's not the time to be, I mean, you want to close off in the sense of you're doing all the things that we're supposed to do as a, as a team and you know, doing the quarantine and all that stuff. But you can connect with people via cell phone, via email. And another huge thing is when you do come into contact with real human beings, um, of course, you're not like kissing them on the lips or anything like that. You're not supposed to touch them, whatever, do the elbow dabs, but smile, really be open and expansive and loving and compassionate and don't see people as being um, an infected organism. You know, so that's when things get really funny when you start to see a person instead of being a person, you start seeing them as something else. You see them as a, an animal or, uh, or an infection or a virus. Uh, when you do that, you start to lose your humanity. And that is, you know, that goes back into like history um, in relation to what we already mentioned, like the Holocaust. You know, if you can start to place a label on somebody that, that where they lose their humanity, that's when you can start to kind of do horrible things to each other. You know, so now is an opportunity more than ever to uh, be a light in the world. When you are walking down the street, 
um, when you're talking to somebody on the phone, customer service, whatever it is, be as mother flipping personable and sweet and kind and loving as you ever have been in your whole entire life. So that is challenge number two or three or whatever from this podcast is uh, really make this be an opportunity for you to be the nicest that you've ever been. Um, so this is a time that, I mean, I went for a hike a couple days ago and you see some people are like, you know, they seem pretty good, but a lot of people are like not stoked, you know? And so what happens, cause we attune to each other's facial gestures. We attune to each other's temperament. Uh, we're literally tuning each other's nervous systems. So if someone's doing in a, in a not good way, it's an opportunity for you to be uplifting with them. And then that will send a cascade of them impacting the next person that they connect into compassion, love, connection, empathy, all that stuff is contagious. It's all contagious. Sickness is contagious. Love is contagious. Light is contagious. All the good things are contagious just the way that that all the bad things are contagious. And then, uh, the next thing, (laughs) uh, in relation to all this immune system stuff, Um, sickness and wellness and all that stuff is something that comes from within. I know that sounds very new agey, um, but you know, the, the people that are at highest risk for this are people that are already sick. You know, so if you are a person that has been paying attention to your health for the last, whatever, five years, 10 years, your whole life, whatever it may be, um, you don't have a lot to worry about in relation to flus or viruses or what have you, uh, your immune system is structured to be able to bring something like that in, develop the antibodies and, and move it out. Um, that is you naturally, that's the, the herd immunity, you know, as the, the herd, the, the whole country or, or culture gets exposed to something in a group, um, it all becomes immune to it together, you know, and the way that we become immune to something together is through having a healthy, robust culture. Well, the way that we become immune to something and not have lots of losses, you know, so I think it's a very valuable thing to perceive your health and your wellness or your sickness as something that starts from within. And during this time when we are so darn contracted and so darn just stuck into screens and stuck into hearing all of the, all of the news stories and the sensationalism and all that stuff, I think it is a, a valuable time to really start to introspect and uh, write your book. Uh, use it as a time to do those projects that you hadn't been able to do or told yourself you hadn't been able to do. Use it as a time to zero out your emails because you're probably not getting that many emails right now other than people just saying COVID stuff. So those are a couple little challenges. Uh, challenge number four or three or whatever it may be, wherever we may be at right now, is is exactly that. Um, write your book. Whatever your metaphoric book is, uh, you have a free pass right now to just go full nose down to the grindstone and make that bitch happen. So whatever messages you might be getting from people or you know meetings that you probably don't have anymore, this is perfect. If someone says they want to meet up or this and that, you say, oh, sorry, I'm doing that social distancing thing, you know, and I am banging this book out. So the book is just metaphor, whatever your project is. Something that's a, a, another positive note from all of this that's very fascinating that I was thinking about today is the incredible art that will come from recessions and depressions and moments of like conceivable downtime. In this case, I mean, it's crazy downtime where it's like, you just need to go into your house and essentially create art, you know, or whatever you're into. I mean, you can do whatever you want while you're in there, you know, but the art that will be expressed out of culture due to this 
pandemic experience is brilliant. It's amazing. You know, there's a lot of, that's another channel that we can perceive this through. It's like, where's the art? What's the, what's the, the art that's going to be coming from this? You know, so in a sense, that's another gift of this experience. Another interesting thing, this is as much as it is challenging uh, for most people, not everybody, I would imagine. It's also an economic opportunity. Um, if you are a person who has had any extra coin lying around or have some crap that you can sell right now, some materials that you don't really find that much value in, and you can kind of lean yourself up and get rid of any kind of BS in your life. Now's a great time to liquidate the BS and turn that into investment money. I mean, airlines, for example, are being like punished right now because people just can't fly. You know, and so the inherent value of many of the the, the stocks that uh, are out there. I mean, I'm not giving anybody investment advice by any means. I would say just talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. In fact, I'd like to get somebody on the on the podcast about this, about like economic forecasting and such. But just another lens, a more optimistic lens to perceive something like a depression from. If you were to look at a depression and five years after it, or you know, eight years after it, whatever it may be. Um, if you look back in 2008, you'd say, oh my God, I wish I invested in this and that. I wish I would have bought, oh man, if I would have bought a house at that, oh my God. You know, so um, you're in that right now. <laughs> like it's happening. You're there. You're at that point that people in five years will say, oh my God, if only I could go back to that Corona time. Oh, what a gift it would have been. You know, so um, I would highly recommend leaning yourself out, getting rid of any kind of BS materials that you have in your life that aren't serving you. Sell that crap on anywhere um, and uh, gather resources and start and and get someone that really knows what they're talking about, which isn't me, um, to kind of analyze and see, okay, where can we allocate the funds that we have into something that could pay off? That could be you know, an extra 500 bucks you have, or maybe it's, you know, maybe it's much more than that, depending on what it is. But whatever you have, I think now is, it's actually a really fascinating time to be thinking about growth and thinking about investment. You know, so that's another gift from this whole experience. I'm kind of just trying to look at this from that that channel of what's going on that's good. Uh, the other thing, last thing, maybe last thing, probably last thing, uh, could be last thing. I would say support, staying on the economic end of things, support local businesses right now. Um, if you are a person that has extra money or just a person in general that needs things, um, now is a very, very valuable time to be investing in people that you care about because after this, there's going to be a lot of businesses that go out of business um, if it hasn't happened already. And I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, so now is a time that you can, your vote of what you financially invest in matters now more than ever. Um, I mean, you're, that, that is the way that we vote in general, I think, is where our dollar, dollar bills go. But now every dollar that you spend is like a legitimate vote towards, you know, I, I support you and I want you to prosper and I want you to stick around, you know. So I think anything that we can do to be, empathetic for people that own small businesses. If you've got a brick and mortar shop right now um, and it's not selling something that people absolutely need, like toilet paper or whatever, which I think that's a whole different conversation that I'm not even going to get into. Toilet paper is one of the most asinating, asinine things that we could possibly think of. The fact that we are chopping trees down and shipping them across the country 
so that you can rub some fecal matter into your bum as opposed to hosing it off like a civilized person would do is absolutely insane. If you don't have a bidet or you don't just maybe just hose yourself off or jump in the shower or something like that after taking a poo, it's dang ridiculous. If you were to ever rub some poo on your forearm, you would never in a million years reach out for a bleached piece of toilet paper to smear it into your forearm. It would be insane. You would immediately hose that stuff off. Um, so why we're even scrambling for toilet paper in the first place doesn't make any sense to me. Now, another opportunity, looking from that channel of opportunity here, this is an opportunity for you to start to wipe your ass in a way that makes a million percent more sense, which is get yourself a little bidet, uh, hose that stuff off, jump in the shower. I haven't used toilet paper personally for, I don't know how long, eight years, something ridiculous like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm not 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 down with a teepee. I'm not into it. Unless I'm in like a public place or something. If I don't have an option, then I do that. But in if I were president, I would make all public places have bidets. I'm just saying. Um, all right, I think that's enough. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, I will get somebody that is an actual expert on, uh, vi how is it called? Virology, vir virology, virology, epidemiology, things like that, that I'm not, I don't claim to have any understanding or expertise. You know, most of everything that I can speak on is just how to keep our immune systems and our, our cells and our bodies and our minds healthy. So I'm gonna stay in that lane. And uh, that's what this is about. In this time of um, contagious panic, uh, I would recommend you do as, as there's a story actually finished with uh, Lao Tzu, where he was said when there was refugees getting on on boats, cramming onto boats in, in Vietnam. He said that, and everyone's freaking out and panicked and there's mayhem. He said, all it would take is one person to remain calm, to send that signal through the rest of the boat to be able to actually calm down. Um, you know, so you can be that person that you can remain calm in the face of panic and you can remain compassionate and you can keep a smile on your face and you can uh, be supportive to people and you can change the channel from a place of red hot contraction panic torment freak out and change the channel to what are the opportunities in this situation maybe one of the main opportunities for you is that you just have the opportunity to be supportive to other people, which is a really big deal. Or another opportunity could be being supportive to yourself. You can focus on meditation for a while. Treat this time frame as like a 14-day or one month or who knows, whatever it may be, Vipassana, where you're just really drilling in on that subtle, invisible force that pulls those magnets or pulls those 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 uh, metal filings across the paper you know so focus on your magnet part your invisible force part of yourself in this time frame all right thanks so much for tuning in uh we're releasing the align method online program tomorrow friday which is very exciting. So if you guys are interested in learning how to integrate more effective movement into your daily life, especially while you're at home, uh, that is literally exactly what this program does. So there is not a better time, again, looking more opportunities, um, there's not a better time to get into your body 
and uh, focus on meditation, focus on breath work, um, focus on how you can start to augment, change your home, change your travel situation, your office, so that by you being in those places, it actually makes you be a more stacked, upright, aligned, confident, creative person. That's what the program gets into. A lot of self-care and uh, a lot of fundamentals of how to integrate better movement into your life and why that matters. Uh, So that thing's awesome. We've been just really working hard on that and uh, I'm super excited. So the first seven days is absolutely free and you can jump onto alignpodcast.com slash align method. And from there, uh, you will get a seven day free trial and then you get uh, on the second week, you get the align band, which is a heavy duty resistance band, door anchor, and uh, also comes with a free user's guide. So I know you guys are going to devour that thing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And um, what a great opportunity to get to. I'm so grateful to get to be able to communicate to you right now. So thanks so much for your attention and look forward to bringing another beautiful conversation to you this Monday. Over now.